Hello, you beautiful soul. My name is Heaven. I am a Reiki teacher, a spiritual coach, a light worker, and a truth seeker. A large part of my role is to bring awareness to all things spiritual, personal development, and the truths of this world. I am so happy to have you here. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. It's been a hot minute since I've done an episode with just me, no guests, solo podcast. So here we are. Today's episode is a really exciting one, as you can read by the title. We are going to be talking about all things pregnancy, baby, spiritual evolution, all of that, my experiences, and I'm really excited. Oh, it's been like so many people have wanted this since finding out, um, which was only a few days ago, but so many people were like, okay, are you going to make a podcast episode about it? <laughs> yes, here we are. I had also opened up a little question box for anyone who has any questions and oh boy did you guys ever have questions. There are so many and I'm going to cover a lot of them and even just sharing my story and my experience so far. So you'll definitely see that but I will answer all the rest of the questions at the end of the episode. So I first wanted to stay at the time of recording this. I am 10 weeks and three days pregnant. I'm due on November 20th, which is actually so funny. My best friend's birthday is November 20th. My birthday is November 30th. So right now the baby is meant to be a Scorpio, which I will not lie. Scorpios scare the shit out of me. And it's, I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> But um, I'm also like, baby, do not come on my birthday, please. This is true Sag nature. Like if the baby actually arrived on my birthday, it would be totally fine. But I'm also like, that's my day. <laughs> so yes, right now, baby is due on November 20th. I had my first, ul first ultrasound and it was dated correctly. So 10 weeks and three freaking days, which is insane to think that five weeks has already passed since I found out. Wow. Oh my gosh. So I'm really just going to start this episode from the beginning of the whole journey of what I was kind of feeling in those moments, all of the things. Um, I'm going to start from there and work my way to the present moment. So that's what we're going to, that's how we're going to kind of navigate this. So before even getting into that, I do also want to say that this is going to be really real and really honest. Um, I can see how this journey can be so isolating and how people hold back and sharing what they really are experiencing, hormones, their thoughts, their emotions, and I'm about to be really real and raw. So just be respectful of that. It's a very big thing that's happened in my life and I'm going to be really real in what, you know, the thought process behind everything was. I feel like that just makes sense with my spiritual nature and the fact that I do not hold back um, ever. So it wouldn't make sense on this journey to hold back, but just want to set that 
you know, tone that intention that I'm about to be really real and really open with my heart too. So just, just know that going into this. <laughs> so a few months ago, I said I was ready. I felt almost like I was stagnant in some area of my life and I wasn't too sure what it was. I was also experiencing a lot of health problems. I was just kind of feeling under the weather all the time. My vertigo was really extreme to the point where I was concerned a little bit. Um, I just really wasn't feeling like myself, which, I mean, looking back now, of course we know why. But at the time, I had no idea. So I started, of course, going inwards. And I'm like, what's, what's happening here? What's going on here? And... With that, I just felt like I needed this new version of me to start coming forward. I didn't know what that looked like. All I asked in those moments, I remember being in a meditation, and all I asked was for that thing, that stagnancy to be released because I'm ready now. I'm ready for whatever's to come. I'm ready for that next level, and I don't know what that even meant. I had no idea. I just knew that that in my heart made the most sense, that I just needed to move to that next stage and I needed to get out of the stagnancy because I was going through lots of periods of time where I wasn't happy in like my day-to-day. -day. There was just something in my heart that I didn't feel happy in and I couldn't quite figure it out. I actually would receive many Reiki sessions. I did so much Reiki. I had other people do Reiki on me. I had my Akashic record reader go into my records and try and figure things out. I was just so in it that I didn't know where I needed to start to move through the emotion, to move through the energy. I had no idea. It was like this shadow going on in my life. Um, that's really what I was feeling deeply at that time. I knew I needed to surrender into whatever was coming. I felt definitely like this big evolution was coming but of course I was almost like trying to rush it because I hated being in that place of stagnancy so that's really where I started and I know it was the dead of winter here and I know that that impacts me deeply too and just feeling super blah most people would have no idea I did express and share this with my close family I've actually struggled with depression, anxiety, all of the things in the past. And it was heavy like that. I will not lie. I was feeling a lot of things. I didn't know why. As I am a spiritual coach, I was of course still coaching at this time. I was still working. No one really knew, you know, this is personal life. It wasn't anything to do with the business. So <laughs> around this time, I want to say like 75% of my clients through coaching or coming forward and saying, Hev, I just have this deep fear right now of getting pregnant. Like I'm feeling this energy of being pregnant and it's freaking me out. So I, of course, start helping them break down the fear. Why are you afraid of this? We are so conditioned to be so afraid of pregnancy and of having a baby. And I wanted to start breaking that down with them. So I was very present in this moment. And I usually like to pull cards at the end of a session just because it's really fun to receive that guidance and almost every client was getting the empress card, fertility cards, birthing cards and I was just like, 
okay, so maybe we're birthing a creative concept. It's the same portal. So maybe it's something to do with that. And you know, looking back in hindsight, that makes sense. All of my clients were going through massive rebirths themselves and phases where they were starting to tap more into their creativity and just really coming into themselves. I didn't see this as a sign. The universe sent me many signs, (laughs) many, many, many signs. This was one of them. With that, I also noticed, and of course, maybe, you know, through me talking about this with my clients, I believe that our phone is always listening. I started receiving a lot of like, not pregnancy ads, but my Instagram was flooded with pregnancy announcements, people moving into this new phase of their lives. And it was so subconscious to me. It was like, oh, like it, heart it, comment, congratulations, that's amazing. But it was nothing else. It was just that. I actually even had a conversation. My mom came to visit and I had a conversation with her and my sister and saying like, it's really sad that so many women are so fearful of falling and becoming pregnant. Like they are so terrified. And my clients, just other people in my life, like they're so scared of being pregnant because they never feel ready or it's just a scary concept. And I'm like, isn't it sad that The first thing we feel is fear about that if we're not trying. Like it's a fearful thing in our lives. And I mean, of course, for many reasons, we want to feel set up. We want to make sure that this baby has a beautiful home to come into as we're set up for them. But it was just a conversation that I had with my mom and my sister, not knowing that I was actually pregnant at the time. But again, that's fine. We looked back at that conversation and laughed, to be honest. As far as my cycle and tracking my cycle, I have done it for four or five years. It's something that I do really enjoy doing. It shows me when my energy levels are the best and when I'm supposed to be going inwards and just being with myself. It's something that I teach my own clients to do. So I do track my cycle pretty closely. I usually know when I'm ovulating and I usually know when to expect my period and my bleed comes when my app says it comes. It's never late. If anything, it's maybe one or two days at max. And even that is so rare for me. My cycle was so regular. I've spent so much time healing that after being on birth control when I was a teenager. I really enjoyed tracking my cycle and I noticed, and Josh is also, I communicate my cycle very openly with Josh, and I was five days late, and I was like, what am I so stressed about? What is going on in my body that's, to me, my body was responding in, you need to slow down, you're feeling stressed out about something, and if anyone knows, my life used to be go, 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 get as much done as we can in a day, burn yourself out, work 16 hours a day, let's do this. And since that time, I've really, I've really prioritized rest and play and not trying to work for 12 hours a day, not even working 10 hours a day. I really try to prioritize my health and my body and my mental state. So When people were telling me you need to rest more, I was like, if I rest anymore, I'm not going to be able to create a business that 
can sustain me. Like I need to understand that the balance between play and rest work. And right now I'm doing equal amounts rest, equal amounts work. And that to me was, eh. So when my body was reacting five days late for my period, I'm like, I need to rest more. Like I was not happy about it. (laughs) I was like, I cannot be working. I cannot be working less. I need to show up. And if I work any less, this isn't going to be a sustainable business for me. Like I can't do that. And my body was also speaking to me. I want to preface it with this through other things like my extreme vertigo. My vertigo was so, so, so bad. It hasn't been this bad in a long time. And also I had extreme lower back pain that actually had me bent over in the middle of a shopper's drug mart, like causing a scene because I could not move. And I was in so much pain. My lower back like seized right up. And I was like, what is going on? I was experiencing cramping and of course, tender breasts and all of the normal, to me, these are normal symptoms that I have before my bleed. I was also extremely tired. That's so normal for me before my bleed because I'm starting to come inwards and starting to get into that rest mode. And then I just felt like it was just my symptoms were even stronger because my period was five days late. So I was like, okay, my body's really needing to just release through this bleed. But Joshua knows what he sees a late period as one thing and one thing only being a male. It's, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. (laughs) And so to ease both of our minds, we did buy a pregnancy test. It came with, no, we just bought a single test. We bought one single test. Um, He came home with it at his lunchtime. And I was on a call with my accountant and best friend. And I started laughing and she's like, what's funny? And I'm like, well, Joshua just came in with a pregnancy test. We're going to take it because I'm five days late just to ease our, our minds and really just, you know, I'm going to wait until tomorrow morning because I know HCG, that hormone is very present in the morning. She was like, okay, yeah, let me know. That's exciting. That's fun. Like she was very much like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> then we continued on with our day. And that evening, this is March 25th, that evening, I said out loud to Joshua, intuitively, I know I'm not pregnant, (laughs) but logically, it doesn't make any sense why my bleed is five days late. This doesn't make sense. (laughs) And I said that out loud to him, which is so funny considering I am so intuitive, but I think, of course, there are a lot of things coming into play at that moment. And so from there, he started making dinner. He was making a spaghetti bolognese. And I was just on Instagram because I was so tired that I was just sitting on the couch. I was on Instagram. And one of my spiritual friends, who I just adore, she's amazing. She uploaded a video announcing her pregnancy. She was seven months. She waited seven months to announce it. And in that moment, when I was watching that video, I literally think out loud, I said, oh, fuck oh fuck it finally hit me and I walked over to Joshua and I'm like how is dinner going and I saw the bolognese and I smelt it spaghetti bolognese is my literal favorite meal I could eat it all of the I used to be able to eat it all of the time I looked at it and I gagged 
The smell of it was so strong and so severe. I gagged and I said, I'm absolutely not eating that for dinner. And then I was, it was another moment of, oh, oh God. So immediately I grabbed that test. I don't care that it's 6 p.m. and that the HCG levels would not be as high. I grab that test, go into the bathroom, pee right on it. I know some people pee on it in a cup and then put it in a cup. No, I had to just do it so fast. Peed on it, put it on the counter, washed my hands. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, regardless of what this says, you're going to be okay. That makes me so emotional right now. (laughs) And again, it's because I had so much fear. I didn't know what was going on. So Josh knew, of course, that I was taking the test and As he was saying, heaven, you can't be in there without me. I want to go through this with you. He was talking outside of the bathroom. He's like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, no, I'm just washing my hands. And when I went to pick up the pregnancy test, I looked at it. I didn't mean to look at it, but I think just like I needed to see it. And it said pregnant three plus weeks right on it. And in that moment, (laughs) in that moment, I dropped it. My immediate reaction was, oh my fucking God, oh my fucking God, oh my fucking God. I went into a fight or flight response. My my nervous system went into complete shock and I opened up the door to the bathroom and Joshua looked at me and I just looked at him straight in the face, had my hands over my mouth. And he knew immediately what that meant. And he just hugged me and I had a breakdown. I started crying. I was not okay. I was hyperventilating. I was freaking the fuck out. (laughs) This was very unexpected. And I hope that that answers the question of were you guys trying? Were you expecting? No, (laughs) we absolutely were not. (laughs) Um, And I take pride in that now. Of course I do because it was meant for us, but In that moment, my whole life changed so quickly and I was devastated. I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. So once we processed for a second, we said, okay, we need to go out and get another test to make sure that this is real, that this is right, because I know this can happen sometimes. So we went out, bought a two pack. I was going to take one that night and another one in the morning. So I go home take the other one and that one says positive so i'm like okay yep i'm pregnant and i remember being in such a shock i was extremely out of body i didn't really i think like my nervous system was just so in a fight or flight freeze response i did not know how to respond hardly ate the bolognese because that was just disgusting to me (laughs) and what does Of course, what would I do in that moment other than call my sister? (laughs) So I call Callie and I just show her the pregnancy test. And she's just looking at it. She's staring. She's like, what is that? I'm like, what do you think it is? I had two of them in my hand. And she just did the exact same thing that I did. She put her hands over her mouth and she was like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, yep, I know. And we kind of just talked about everything. She didn't want to respond too much with an opinion to respect me in that moment, which I can appreciate. 
And she just really held that space for me to sit there and talk to her about it. Joshua also called his best friend, showed the test, and his best friend was ecstatic. He was like, yes, you're going to be the best dad. This is incredible news. I'm so happy for you. We were just like, fuck. <laughs> March 25th, the day that my life changed forever. <laughs> and so the following morning, I decided that we need to go and confirm this with a doctor, which actually ended up being a Saturday. Luckily, we had clinic that was open Saturdays. I did have that other test that I wanted to take in the morning though. So I took that at like 5 a.m. I woke up and I had to pee and also I could hardly sleep because I was in shock. So took that, looked at it and it was negative. And I was, I just look over at Joshua and I was like, I feel very gaslit right now. I don't know what the truth is. I feel like the truth is I'm pregnant now that I know this and that information's in my body and now I can actually like make sense of the symptoms. And I was just like, okay, okay. Let's go to the clinic. We go to the clinic. They were super incredible there. Um, They confirm it. It's all confirmed. And from there, we're like, okay, we have a really big decision to make because we weren't expecting this. Joshua doesn't have residency in in Canada right now. He's still just a visitor. And I mean, this will change soon. He'll have permanent residency very soon, but it's still something we have to consider. We aren't financially set up to bring in another life right now. We're just currently in the process of paying debts off, getting really secure and making sure that we feel stable. We are renting an apartment. We're not in a place right now, or so we thought, to do this. So we started exploring different options. We took quite a few days to do this. We would go for drives. We were very open with one another. And we said, we need to be so open in our communication right now. This is so important. And we really were. We explored all of the different timelines, avenues, options, all of the things. In that process, there was never a moment that I could picture myself going through it with anyone else other than Joshua. I knew that this is making me emotional again right now, but I knew that he was the person that I was meant to go through all of this with, and it brought me so much comfort. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) He was just so open with me. Um, I had meltdowns every single day. I was not okay at all. At the time, no one really knew either except for my sister. I ended up calling Kaylee as well. Um, I told Kaylee. And yeah, it was a very isolating experience. And I never want to go through that again. I know that we had to be with just one another to make sure we were doing everything for ourselves and us as a couple. And we couldn't really have the noise from anyone else's opinions come in. I understand why it had to happen, but it was very isolating. And especially being the one bearing the baby and bearing child, I was just already hormonally going through so much. My body was already changing. My breasts were so sore and so big. My, I was so tired. I was so, so nauseous. I had that extreme vertigo. I felt so sick all of the time. And then on top of that, I had to make this life-changing 
decision. So I really looked at it, okay, two options. Either we continue this path and I become a mom and you become a dad and we do this thing, or we decide right now is not the best time and we go forward with an abortion. And we really had those two options out there. And I know not everyone agrees. That's okay. Um, Again, this is where I'm being really open and real and honest with the experience that we went through. I felt like I was in the middle of this storm that I knew was coming because I asked for it to come, but I wasn't prepared for how chaotic it was, truly. And so we would go to go for many drives, just have conversations about what we were going to do, what our lives would look like either way. Until one day I had this feeling like if I don't go forward with this, I'm going to have some part of me that feels heartbroken forever. Because I do know that Joshua is very important to me and that I do see him as a dad to my child and that he will be, he's already an incredible partner and he's just only going to get better. And so I knew that I couldn't use that as a reason into why I didn't want to do this. And of course, when you're creating life, you already have an attachment. It's already there. And I had to go through all of this fear because there was fear present on both sides. One is either I go through this operation that's painful and heartbreaking and I don't see myself doing whatsoever or I go through the fear of pushing a baby out of me and I did have a lot of fear around that at the time I've moved through a lot of it but I was fucking terrified I'm very petite in size and so I was like oh my goodness immediately the system is set up for you to doubt yourself immediately it's like okay but here's x yz reasons why you couldn't do this naturally or why you couldn't do this with a good mindset I was already feeling like I was set up to fail in that sense because of the system and we'll get a little bit more into that after but I had fear present on both sides and I didn't know I didn't know what to do I really didn't I did end up calling my two other best friends and we had a whole conversation because One of them being my accountant was there whenever I bought that pregnancy test. So naturally, I had to share with her. She started to cry when I told her. She was so excited for me. My other best friend, the one who the baby's due date is the same as hers. She also was just in complete shock, (laughs) as everyone. (laughs) And they held that space for me so well. I have a feeling they're also going to be listening to this. So Julia is also a nurse, the baby's birth or the baby's due date is Julia's birthday, and she's also a nurse. So she immediately started breaking down so much for me. And my accountant, Kaylee, also my other best friend, she leads a very holistic life. And she also held such good space for me and telling me how I can do this. And so after a little bit, I already became attached in a way to keeping this baby because I felt like I asked for this. And the only reason I didn't think I wanted to go this route is because I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel like I could step into this. I didn't feel like my identity at this, at that time was this. And that was really, really hard to navigate. So one day Josh came home and he had a few drinks with friends and 
it was like dinner time and he looks at me and he's like, what are we doing? Because at this point it had been about a week and a half, two weeks in this like middle space and I didn't like it and he didn't either. And I just looked at him and I said, I think I want to do this. And he said, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I do. Actually, I, I want to do this. And then we just held each other. And from that moment forward, it was just, okay, we're going the route. We're doing that. That's our choice. And immediately I felt this relief come over me of like, okay, I can start to move and shift into this identity that I don't feel like I am right now or I was. I'm slowly coming into it. And that meant that I had to release a lot. I cried even more. I released all of these concepts in my mind that I was not this person. Mind you, growing up, when people asked me what I wanted to be, maybe I had a few careers, but it was always I want to be a mom. <laughs> like I've always wanted to be a mom. And in my family, we come from very young moms. I'm actually the oldest um, at 25. So, you know, that was... In my mind, I'm like, okay, I can start to move into this identity and I'm starting more and more to become that version of myself. But it definitely took a lot of shifting, a lot of crying, a lot of releasing. From there, my nausea grew even worse. Actually, my fatigue, I couldn't get off the couch, hardly ever. I really couldn't move. And then I got gastro. I thought, though, that this was pregnancy sickness it was so severe that I had to go to the hospital to get fluids. I threw up water for 13 hours straight. Like every half an hour I was vomiting. It was brutal. And then I was like, oh my God, this is going to be my life for the next at least three months as I move through the first trimester. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I don't know what to expect for this. And I was miserable. The fatigue, I couldn't work. I could hardly show up for myself. I couldn't eat. I can still heartily eat. Um, the nausea is a little more tame now, luckily, but um, it was really, really bad. And that doesn't make your mindset feel any better whatsoever. I really was moving through it. And I'm lucky now that I can keep everything down. I definitely go through periods, usually in the evening, where I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I was prescribed medication from a doctor, um, Diclectin. I've taken it a couple of times when it's really bad and I know I need to show up. That makes me so tired though. It's similar to gravel with the effects and what it does. Um, so that's definitely not ideal. When I told my parents, I told my mom actually first and I called her from the hospital bed when I had that gastro. <laughs> she didn't know that I was pregnant yet. And I was like, okay, I need to call her. And so I'm in the hospital bed and I'm just like, mom, I'm in the hospital. She's like, I see that. I had an intuitive feeling that you were in the hospital. What's going on? And I just said, I'm pregnant, mom. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and at the time, I still didn't know what I was doing. It was still very early in the pregnancy. And I told her that. And she didn't want to respond too emotionally and have me like sway one way or the other. Everyone was so respectful of this. I only really told a few people when I wasn't sure what I was doing, my mom included. 
So she held that space for me. She talked me through it. She talked me through her pregnancies to show me what to expect, what not to expect, um, all of these things. So that was really great. Um, and she told me that night, she was like, you know, a couple of days ago, I almost said out loud that I'm ready for a grandbaby. And I was like, wow, like my parents are young, they're mid 40s. So for them to start moving into that whole period of their lives is just so interesting to me. Um, seeing them transition from mom and dad to grandma, grandpa, that's not what they want to be called. Since then, my mom wants to be called Gigi and my dad wants to be called... I don't know if he's going with this, but Papa D. He, his name is Dan, so Papa D. <laughs> don't know if they're going to keep that, but yes, my mom was very open. My dad, when I finally told him, I did know at that point that I wanted to keep the baby. We had bought a little baby onesie to announce it, and my dad was so quiet, but he cried, and he just, I think, was processing it. My stepmom, Melissa, she was so excited, like immediately talking my ear off, so excited about it, so that was really, really nice. Um, my grandma and grandpa were the best <laughs> reactions ever. I told them I needed to talk to them, and they were like, okay, so we get on FaceTime, and I share it with my grandma. I might even post the video after because it's so funny. Um, I tell her and she immediately gets up and is like full on cheering, full on cheering, jumping around, bouncing around for probably about 15 minutes until she finally comes back down and is like, this is one of the best days of my life. I cannot wait. And since then, she's already started like wanting to plan my baby shower and she has a whole box ready full of stuff to send me and mail to me all full of baby clothes, baby stuff. So <laughs> it's really sweet to see how excited she is. Um, my grandpa was just of course excited but he's a lot more chill than her in some ways so he just kind of sat there. Josh's family were also so open and excited for us. It was a surprise to everyone every single person including us so that's why most people responded with such a like <gasps> response it was beautiful um so now that it's out in the open it's also very nice because I have been moving through a lot of that nausea the food aversions have been extreme extreme so I'm really glad that I can just share this part of my life Def I definitely just dropped the microphone <laughs> What I was saying is I'm really happy that I can finally share this part of my life with all of you and how I am taking a more spiritual approach to it. So at eight weeks, I was able to go for an ultrasound and see baby. I got to see the heartbeat, which, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was so beautiful. It's like an experience with your first baby when you see that heartbeat and you're like, I'm doing it right. It's just confirmation um it was 160 beats per minute so a little higher which could say a girl originally we felt it was going to be a boy gut instinct was just a boy a boy a boy but now it's everything else is kind of leading to a girl so we're definitely going to find out the gender the sex we definitely want to figure that out because I feel like the baby was surprised enough I would love to be able to plan a little bit more and that means, you know, knowing the sex. Um, my cravings right now with the food aversions, it's usually something sweet, but I do really love like plain pasta and plain rice with butter. That's also something I love. 
I know if I don't eat, I get even more nauseous. So it's kind of a struggle there. Um, I have been loving fruit, lots of fruit. And I'm going to get into like some of the TMI stuff. So if you get grossed out by the woman's body, maybe skip ahead a few seconds. <laughs> um, one of the big things that I noticed before I found out was that I was experiencing discharge still and I know near my bleed that kind of stops to move me into my actual period so that was still happening and since then it's been pretty constant I guess that's like a very normal thing and I just really want to normalize the woman how our bodies are my womb area not in the place that I thought it would um but more like right on top of the pubic bone is already getting bigger. It's so strange. Um, that's getting bigger. I, other than that, don't have any other strange symptoms happening to my body. I'm going to be really open during this whole, this whole adventure because I think we need to normalize these things. My boobs are massive too. Like they have grown so much. Oh, and also constipation. I was already someone who didn't have the most regular movements so that is just not good it's like a forced thing now I'm really trying to get that get that going and if you're not eating really well or really you know the best healthy foods that doesn't help I went I think like six days straight eating junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's because they were the only thing that sounded good and based off of the many mamas that reached out to me based you know, explaining food aversions and their food aversions and what they were able to eat. A lot of them said, it doesn't matter. Just get something in you. And I was like, you've just made me feel so much better. So if you're pregnant, just eat. It doesn't matter. Remove the shame from what you are eating and just eat because you're going to feel so much better for it. The last thing I kind of wanted to cover before I get into any questions was my doctor's appointment. Now in Alberta, I get covered for either a baby doctor, so an obstetrician, or a midwife. Now I don't have a family doctor, so I don't have someone who sees me on the regular regardless. So I really wanted to just go to the doctor, make sure my body's healthy, all of the things. So I had that appointment two weeks ago now it was two weeks ago or was it last week oh it was last week <laughs> wow last week I had that appointment and I cried after it so for an hour you talk to the nurse and for 15 minutes after that you talk to the doctor they were both very pleasant it was nothing to do with like them personally it's the system that is so frustrating to me so the nurse just goes through all of my medical all of my information like that. Um, immediately they weigh you. And I am a very petite person, as I've said multiple times in this whole podcast. Um, I'm very small. My weight came in at 95 pounds. And to be honest, that is quite normal for me. I don't weigh much more or much less. I can say that being nauseous probably has led me to lose a little bit. Not because I want to and I've always had to be really cautious of this because if I do get severely sick like I don't have the weight to lose like I'm very small so I'm definitely aware I, I live a very self-aware life I'm not this isn't old this isn't news to me it's not like whoa I had no idea and the whole time they kind of just approached the subject really insensitively whereas I feel like sometimes they're when they're approaching 
women in a larger body, they may be a little bit kinder in their words. For me, they were not at all. They were so kind of like just cold about the whole thing. And it was really, I just felt like shit, to be honest. Like I felt like absolute shit with the way that they talked to me about that particular subject. And it really made me upset. Um, Because all they say is eat more, just eat more, keep eating more. Like, excuse me, you would never say that to someone who's in a bigger body to eat less. Just eat less. Like, that is the most fucking insane thing ever to me. (laughs) Especially because that's the same place that, you know, sent me the prescription for diclectin. You guys literally gave me a prescription knowing that I'm extremely nauseous. So, that was definitely not ideal. And just, like, some of the rules to me don't make sense. And, of course... We all know here my thoughts, opinions, all of it on COVID. And so some of the things they said there were insensitive and I don't know. Of course, they asked my vaccination um, status with COVID and I said, I am not. Josh also shared his uh, medical information so that they could have a good background on the dad. And for me, they really were just like, okay, if you get COVID... There's a really high chance your baby's going to die. So we really recommend going to get vaccinated in the same breath that they told me that I cannot take Advil. I cannot eat certain foods. I cannot do X, Y, Z because it's so dangerous. Yet you're telling me to get a vaccine. (laughs) I was just like, women can't even get the flu shot. I was so blown away. And it was just so like, you just told me that my baby could die. I don't know. The whole thing was not like my favorite. Um, Again, that might just be because I am so sensitive about these these conversations. I have a very strong opinion already. So, I mean, of course, I can really use discernment and choose what I do want to, you know, do for my body and what I don't want based off my own information that I'm aware of. Um, but that part wasn't great either. I just didn't feel good there. And I feel like they try to fit everyone into the same mold. Like my body is not the average. I do not fit into the average mold. Most women do not. We are also diverse and so different and we need to honor that. And it really wasn't like that at all in that experience. So that's why I have actually a midwife. Um, I just wanted to get checked out to make sure everything was good. I have blood work coming up in a few weeks. Get my blood work done. Um, I meet my midwife on the 13th. That's also the same day that we are going for another ultrasound to check for Down syndrome because Joshua really wants to check for that. So that will be coming up. I'm really excited to meet my midwife. I'm really excited to go that more holistic route. For me, that's very much more aligned with my values. And, you know, you get to spend so much more time with one individual. This woman I get to see multiple times. It's always going to be her. We get to build a relationship. I get to build that trust. And I'm really excited for that. Um, There's nothing wrong, like I said, with the nurse or the doctor. It's just some of the principles that they come from and the system that they use. I don't like it. It's just not, not for me. And that's okay. You know, any mamas out there that did go that route, totally okay. I am so open and respectful of all of it. It's just not the one for me to feel the best. Um, They already kind of seemed, I want to bring this up to the nurses and the doctors already kind of made it seem like I wasn't capable of something that, you know, as women, we are more than capable to bear a child and birth a child into this world. They really started to make it seem like I wasn't. And I didn't love that so much. And that's another reason why I cried 
a lot <laughs> afterwards. And I don't want to feel like that every time I have to go and see them. So that is why we're going the midwife route. I'm really pumped about that. Cannot wait to meet her. Um, from there, yeah, we are just going to keep meeting up as much as we can, building that relationship. I'm going to get into the questions now. Let me see. I probably answered quite a few, but let's get into that. Actually, before we get into that, I do need to say my brain is all over the place all of the time and like pregnancy brain is a very real thing. <laughs> my hormones are all over the place. Josh, I have to apologize often because my attitude with just him, it's another level. It's... <laughs> I just I don't have patience only with him everyone else I love you I have so much patience for you I just think he says something sometimes and I'm like Joshua what <laughs> and he's also very aware that like he'll fully say now have your attitude and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and I apologize because it's never okay to be mean but anyways uh now yes those are my biggest things is like the brain I just all over the place all over the place and my hormones are very up and down which I can appreciate but also dang um feeling a lot better nausea is only a little bit and yeah so now we'll get into the questions I kind of wanted to say like where I'm at right now <laughs> let's get into the questions Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So this is so funny. I feel like I kind of answered this first one. Did you intuitively know or feel as if you were pregnant before officially finding out? We know that I did not. It was a surprise to me, um, except for the few moments before I actually took the test when I saw that, you know, announcement on Instagram, smelt the bolognese. Other than that, no, no clue. <laughs> How did you find out reactions, plans? Can't wait to hear all about it. I feel like I answered that one too. Um, plans moving forward. Very Going to very much try to be open to what I'm experiencing and feeling. I've also had to be very open with my emotions and just validating all of them. All of them are okay to feel right now. I'm allowed to feel whatever I need to and there's no shame behind any of it. Any of it. Even the fact that I was considering a different route. Like I hold no shame in that. And I just want to keep continuing to go about it that way. Um, I am planning to go very holistic route, even with the birth itself. So I'll definitely get into that because I think there's a question on it. Oh, yes. Where do you plan on birthing the baby? Australia is a good choice. So unfortunately, being as I'm not vaccinated, I can't go to Australia. I can't leave my country. So... Baby is going to be birthed here. I also don't want to fly at like seven or eight months pregnant if, you know, we can fly at that point because then we just have to get settled in a new place. So that'll, that move to Australia will only happen once baby is here. As for where do I plan on birthing the baby? I would love to do an at-home birth, but unfortunately I am in an apartment building and that's just not... <laughs> I don't want to traumatize my neighbors. Some have children. I feel like it'll be a little bit traumatizing. So my midwife has a birthing center. That would be the first place I'd want to have the baby. Um, if anything came up, I would go to the hospital. The hospital in the place that I live, the town that I live is not, they're really good for low risk. Like if there was anything severely wrong to go on, um, 
they don't really have the tools, which is okay. I don't plan on that being the case anyways. I don't think anyone ever does, but um, I would love to deliver in that birthing center. I don't want to do it in a hospital. Do you want a girl or a boy or does it matter to you guys? I honestly do not care. I thought I would more. I'll be happy either way. I'll be surprised either way. Joshua definitely wants a boy. I feel like he'll also be happy if it's a girl, but he's very much like, I want a little boy. So we'll see what the babes is. I will be finding out. Oh, so many people just commented that they're so excited for us. Thank you guys. Honestly, we feel it so deeply. So thank you. How has being pregnant affected you spiritually? That's a really good question. So it has impacted me only in the best ways. My emotions have been all over the place and it's really about trying to calm my nervous system if I do get a little bit stressed out or a little bit like in my head and not in my body. Um, If I do start to feel like that fight or flight wanting to just ground my root is really important. Um, spiritually, my dreams have been insane, insane. I met a little baby boy in my dreams. So who knows? Um, I feel like my channel is also very loud, very, very loud. However, my fatigue kind of clouds it because I'm so tired. I feel like I often am just like, what am I actually feeling right now? Where's my intuition? All of these things. I imagine that as I move into different trimesters, that'll change. But so far, spiritually, I feel so attached. And just knowing that there's two beating hearts in my body is oh, incredible. Incredible. Were we actively trying? No. But seeing as I do track my cycle, I knew when I was ovulating. However, we, sorry, again, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, we don't use any protection at all. Um, we, you know, either practice the pull-out technique. <laughs> oh God, I really hope that no family is listening to this. Um, again, trying to be as open as I can and people need to know this. Um, anytime that I'm ovulating, we are very careful but this of course is not a good technique. I don't recommend it whatsoever. Um, However, um, my ovulation time, I literally will stop us halfway through, check my cycle to make sure that, you know, everything can go down as it needs to. And I did that this time and it said that I was a week out of ovulation. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. It was not fine. (laughs) If you're not trying to get pregnant, please, please, it doesn't matter how close you are to ovulating, be careful. Don't practice the polo technique if you don't want to have babies. Um, Yes, so that is very much what went down. (laughs) We were not actively trying, but we were not actively being smart and careful if we didn't want to go that route. So very easy to, yes. Be careful is all I'm going to say. And I hope that, you know, this information, so many people are curious. They're like, but if you weren't trying, how did it happen? Well, that is how it happened. (laughs) OB or midwife? Are you getting a doula? Any birthing techniques you'll practice? Definitely midwife. Um, I'm going to look into a doula. I believe in the coaching industry and they're basically like birth coaches. So I would, I would love to have that um, and have that experience. Birthing techniques I'll practice. Um, Ideally, I do want to have a water birth 
Water is so healing. Also, hypnobirthing. My sister is a hypnotherapist, so like she's going to be there and she is going to be walking me through all of that mindset work. I am so grateful and so blessed to have her because that's going to be the best. It'll be just so good. So those are some of the techniques right now I'm looking into. I'm also going to be purchasing a course from Pain Free Birth. It's an Instagram account. That is one of the reasons why I no longer hold so much fear around birth. If you have any fear and you're pregnant around birth, please check out that Instagram account. She has courses for both birth, labor, and postpartum that I'm going to be doing. So I definitely recommend. It's helped me move through so much fear already. An incredible Instagram account. Um, Definitely recommend. Okay, I feel like that's, I feel like that's everything. (laughs) I'm out of breath. This was such a full podcast episode. I feel like lately they just are all so long and I hope you enjoy them. Um, Thank you for being so open and listening to the first 10 and a bit weeks of this journey. It's We still have quite a bit to go, but it's one that I'm so excited to bring you all forward with and move through all of the uncomfortable things, all of the comfortable things, just all of it together. It feels really nice to be able to be so open with it all because it does mean a lot and I don't want anyone feeling that isolated feeling. I already went the non-traditional route and sharing my pregnancy before the first trimester was over. I just knew that I couldn't isolate myself anymore and that's okay if you chose to wait or you're choosing to wait because everyone has a different story and a different path and I'm so respectful of that. That was just, this is just what I chose to do with the pregnancy. Um, So yeah, thank you to everyone for being so open. I'm also going to be sharing on Instagram a few clips from the first few weeks, what they were like for me, um, being really, again, raw with it. You're going to see crying videos, all the things. Um, So that'll be on Instagram too, right after I upload this podcast episode. I love you guys so freaking much. Thank you for listening to this whole thing, if you did. I love you so, so much. So many kisses and I will chat with you all next week. Bye guys.